Hey fam, you're listening to a podcast from Every Nation Campus, Katipunan. We hope that this message will help us know and follow Jesus and grow in our walk with Him. Let's continue to change the campus and change the world. Enjoy! Hi everybody! Um, welcome to our online uh, word experience here in ENC Katipunan. And uh, gosh, it's, it is a crazy time. Hope you're doing well. Uh, we're able to contact many of you online, but 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 if uh, and we're doing our best to to keep track of the others as well. Uh, shoot us a message if 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 you haven't got to talk to anybody yet, and so, so someone can get to you and pray for you. My family and I are still here in California. Um, things are closing, plans are changing, flights are canceled. It's yeah. But you know what? I'm thankful for technology and I'm thankful for the Word of God. And I'm longing for when we can see each other face to face. But nakamis nga magyut service. We're going to be starting a series uh, for the next three weeks here in ENC Katipunan. And it's going to be called Faith, Hope, and Love. It's about faith, hope, and love. And this is inspired by 1 Corinthians 13, which is a chapter on love, which we're familiar with. But it describes. 1 Corinthians 12 and 14 are all about the gifts, like the abilities we have from God, the things we do for God. And yet, in the middle of those, he says, you know, the most important thing, more than what you do, is that you do it from a heart of love, that you're 1 Corinthians 13. 1 Corinthians 13, 13 says, And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. Faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. And we felt that it would be a great time to focus on this with what's going on because so many things are being cancelled, so many things are disappearing, so many things are going away, and yet some things will remain. And it's the unchanging things that will remain. It's the important things that will remain. And this verse tells us what some of them are. Now these three remain. Faith, hope, and love. But the greatest is love. So week three is going to be the best. But for now, you want to start with faith. And I want to read uh, from Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 to 34. It says here, Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, Will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow. For tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Let's pray. Lord God, what a command. Especially now, how do we believe this? Don't be anxious. And yet, Lord, we know that when you give us commands, you don't just give us requirements, but you 
give us the ability to do it. In fact, Jesus, you fulfilled this command first. And as we trust in your sacrifice, we become righteous. We become people who are able to do this command. Help this to be true of us today so we can pass it to other people around us. In Jesus' name, amen. Like I said in that beginning verse, therefore I tell you, verse 25, do not be anxious about your life. Paano naman yun? Paano naman mangyayari yun? Lalo na ngayon. I mean, if it wasn't Jesus saying that, it would be like, wow, what a, what a, you know, someone out there could say, what a privileged statement. Of course you could say that. And and and, and there are people who, who do that, you know. Uh, there are people who are being lambasted on social media um, because of, 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 their lack of sensitivity. And is that what Jesus is doing? Is Jesus just going, there are no problems. What do you, what do you have problems for? We know that's not true. We know that he, uh, another word for Jesus is a man of sorrows, a person who was familiar with the pains and sufferings of others. So that couldn't be the case. So what did he mean when he said, don't be anxious about your life? The first thing I want to say is, before we say what this means, let's agree what it doesn't mean. It doesn't mean you don't feel anxiety. It doesn't mean you don't feel a twinge of fear or even a, 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 an overwhelming sense of it. It doesn't mean that if you have faith that you never doubt. There's one of my favorite verses in the Bible, one of the most honest prayers in the whole Bible. It's about a, a man whose son is sick and Jesus asks the father, do you believe that I can do this? And the father in one of the most honest prayers in the whole Bible says, Lord, I believe, help me overcome my unbelief how did that happen lord i believe help me overcome my unbelief what that means is uh yeah there's a part of me that believes but there's also a part of me that gets that gets scared that gets stressed that gets anxious and i'm looking to you god and i'm saying god i need you to help me overcome that part that's a beautiful prayer it's an honest prayer and jesus didn't respond to the to the father in words but he healed the boy. I like to think that Jesus was like, okay, that's good enough. Maybe that's your prayer today. Lord, I believe. Just help me overcome my unbelief. So that's not what he means. When he says, don't be anxious, he doesn't mean I don't feel it. He doesn't mean, wala ka naramdaman, di ka nag-aalala, hindi ka naman problema, parang pag nakita mo na may, gan- may malita, parang, parang may faith ka na agad, di ba? Ay, God will provide. No, there, there will be that. But I believe what this means is it's, not, it's choosing not to let this anxiety rule my life, rule my thoughts, dictate my actions. And it's especially not letting this anxiety tell me what to believe about God. I like the way Pastor Greg Mitchell described it. And you can find a resource of his from last Monday uh, in the Victory Fort Facebook page and, and, and YouTube account. But he says, Anxiety is what unbelief feels like. When we stop believing God, we feel anxiety. The answer isn't to deny the feeling. The answer isn't to blind our eyes to reality. The answer is to go to the root and say, Lord, why don't I believe you right now? I don't need to believe you. I need to go back to your word. I need to go back to what you've done. I need to see who you are. And then I believe you. And then from that root, the right words, the right thoughts, the right actions will follow. So that's what he means. Don't be anxious about your life. And he gives us reasons and resources for us to be able to obey this seemingly impossible command. And I want to group them in, in, in this way. 
The first one is a renewed source. How do we not become anxious? He goes, don't be anxious about what you'll eat, what you'll drink, about your body, I guess your health, what you'll wear. Isn't this what people are anxious about now? What we'll eat, what we'll drink, our, our health, and what we'll wear. You know, like so many people are saying, I can't wait. Parlor and nails and eyebrows, pagkatapos ng quarantine na to. How do we not become anxious? He tells us. The first one is a renewed source. Who is the source ba? You know, we're anxious because we look to ourselves to fix it. And we look to other people to fix it. You should be fixing this government. You should be fixing this. You should be a mayor like Vico Soto. If you were like Vico Soto, we wouldn't have a problem like this. Or very often we're anxious with ourselves. I should be stronger. I should be better. I should have been more prepared and we blame ourselves. All of those sources are recipes for anxiety. Here's what he says in verse 27, which of you by being anxious can add a single hour to his span of life? We're staying here and with Carla's family and a number of them are medical professionals. They're not frontliners in hospitals, but they work in clinics. One of them works in a clinic that treats respiratory illness. And so the other day, we were together and she was complaining about symptoms. She couldn't stand up very well. And we were all in this confined space in this small room. Tapos parang kinabahan talaga ako. And I got anxious for a while. And that verse applies to me. My being anxious wouldn't have protected us. Wouldn't have done anything. Which among you by worrying? can add a single hour to a span of life. A renewed source. Who is your source? Who's gonna fix this for you? Who do you trust to make this right? And he continues, why are you anxious about clothing? Consider, and here's what he says, consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. They don't work. We toil. We spin. We do stuff. We're active. We have so much nervous energy. Retweets and shares here and there. Nervously, nervously, frantically, anxiously doing that. And he goes, I, they don't do that. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. And, and he takes Solomon, one of the most able, one of the, the richest king in all of Israel's history, the wisest king, the king who under his leadership had the biggest, most expansive borders for the empire. He takes the most able person and he goes, even he couldn't match them. The contrast of a simple flower that does no work and the most wise and excellent and laborious king in all of their history, and he goes, doesn't match. Why? Because God is the one who clothes the grass of the field. And how much more will he not clothe you also? Who's your source? How do we fight anxiety? A renewed source. We go back and we say, Lord, you are the one who's going to make this right. Not me, not the government. They, you, they, you'll use them and hopefully they start working soon. Hopefully I improve soon. But where I am weak, there you are strong. You are my source. We fight anxiety by having a renewed source. Secondly, renewed values. Look what he says in verse 25. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, verse 26. They neither sow nor reap nor gather in bars, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Interesting that he says, Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? There, one of the benefits, side benefits, of this quarantine, this whole COVID-19 thing, is our sense of values are being renewed are being changed, are being updated, aren't they? 
I think about my own life and what I wanted to do and what I was planning for this time of the year. Now, I was hoping that by this time of the year, I'm doing this. By this time of the year, I'm doing that. And right now, it's like, Lord, I just want to be alive. I just want my family to be together. I just want to be able to pay the bills until next month. Why? Because when there's a crisis and the right values begin to come to the surface. And that's what crises do. They make us reevaluate our values and say, what is really important here? What really matters here? What really should we be focusing on? We realize that we're anxious about things that really aren't that valuable. But that's not the main point here. He says, yeah, you know how you value those things and you realize this is more valuable than that and you prioritize this over that. Then he says, are you not much of more, va of more value than they? Are you not of more value than the birds? That's what he's saying. In the same way that we know what is ultimately valuable and what we would prioritize, God is saying He knows what's valuable. And we're valuable to Him. You're valuable to Him. And that's how we fight anxiety. Not by telling ourselves that I'm going to make it, I'm going to be strong enough. No, we have a new source, a renewed source, and also a renewed set of values. Renewed priorities where we say, No, Lord, You, you are the most valuable thing and You value me and you care about me. Maybe this government agency doesn't, maybe this person doesn't, maybe this person doesn't see me, but you see me, and you're gonna do something about my situation. So we fight anxiety by having a new, a renewed source. God is the source, I'm not the source, other people aren't the source, God is the source. Secondly, our renewed values, we realize what is really important, and we realize that he who is most important finds us valuable and will take care of us. He will not abandon us. And thirdly, a renewed mission. He says in verse 32, For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all, but seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. You know what the result is? When we have a renewed source and we say, God, you're my source, you're going to take care of me. When we have a renewed set of values where we say, Lord, you love me. You care for me. You're going to take care of me even though I'm going through all of these things. What it produces in us is a renewed mission. It talks about people seeking after all these things. It's so relevant now. You think about all the panic buying, people buying stuff, you know, other people could be using. And that's because they're grabbing for themselves. They're saying, look, no one's going to take care of me. I better grab for myself. It's selfishness. But when we know that God is our source, when we have the renewed values, what that produces is a new set of mission where we're like, you know what? Yeah, it's important for me to take care of myself. God's going to help me. But at the same time, God's kingdom is doing something here. See, this is not mutually exclusive. We're not saying that you should go risk and uh, yourself unnecessarily. But while we're practicing social distancing, while we're observing caution and wisdom, while we're doing what's best for our society, at the same time, because God's meeting our needs, we can keep our eyes open for other people. And we're saying, Lord, what are you doing here? What is this opportunity now? There are a number of Christians who I'm talking to from different parts of the world, and it's really interesting to see how God is changing so much. And it's affecting so many people, and it's not a total loss. There's something going on. I like, for example, what our Every Nation Church in China is doing, where they were the first hit by the COVID-19 virus. They, they had to observe the, some of the strictest lockdowns with their government. And just recently, our pastors in that church there 
contacted our church here in the Philippines and even other church, every nation churches around the world saying, we've got masks, we've got hand sanitizers and stuff like that. Can we send it to you? Can we send it to you? Why did they do that? They could be thinking they're saying, look, uh, we need this. We never know if this would flare up. We've we got to take care of ourselves. No, their eyes are out open for the kingdom of God, knowing God. We've practiced social distancing. We're doing the right thing. We're obeying the government. But at the same time, at the same time, we're keeping our eyes open for the kingdom. Because even the government gets it wrong. But you, your kingdom is what matters. My prayer for us is that our faith would rise up at this time. Yeah, we'll feel the anxiety at first, but we'll dig down deeper and we'll say, Lord, I do believe, help me overcome my unbelief. And we will do that by acknowledging with our renewed source, Lord, you're the source, not me, not the government. Secondly, Lord, the right values. Give me the right priorities right now and help me to start with you. You are the most important priority and that you value me. Wow. And because of that, Lord, I will have a renewed mission. That yes, I'll take care of myself and my family. Yes, I'll be wise. But you are doing something here. You know what? For some of you, this is the time to contact people in your life who maybe you, you've, you've been too busy to contact them. Drop them a line. Tell them you love them. Tell them you're praying for them. Maybe there's people that you've just gotten estranged with and you're saying, Lord, can we still get fixed? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Be about the kingdom of God at this time. And the promise is all these things will be added to us. This is what God's calling us to do. As I end, let me read verse 34. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious about itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. You know what? People are making predictions. People are making uh, estimates. I honestly have no clue how long this is going to last. I do know that I'm going to get by day by day, by faith by trusting God. Let me pray, and then we'll go to the next segment of our online service. Lord Jesus, we need you. Even for some of us, God, we might be wondering, how, how can I believe that about God? How can I be sure that God will really be my source? How can I be sure that God really values me? And we go back to what you did on the cross for us. That while we were still sinners, you died on the cross for our sins. Before we even had any consciousness of, of what we needed, you already gave the solution. And so because of that, Lord, we can look at your word that says, if God did not hesitate to give us his own son, how much more will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Believing in your sacrifice on the cross is the gateway for us to believe in the rest and all the other things you're going to give. So Jesus, thank you for dying for us. Thank you that in that death you proved that you are our source. You proved that you do value us despite all of our evil deeds, all of our evil thoughts. So Lord, standing on that foundation of what you have done, we ask you now, Lord, help us with our unbelief. We believe a bit, but there's also unbelief there. There's also anxiety there. There's also worry there. There's fear. There's panic. And Lord, I pray today that you help us to, to, to fight that. Lord, we pray for that sense of a renewed source. 
that you are our source. You will provide. Where times are tight, when things are out of stock, when the government is not doing what we want it to do, you are our source. Secondly, Lord, we trust that we, you will recalibrate our values and that you'll remind us that, that, that we are valuable to you. I pray for anybody right now who feels unheard, who feels unseen. I pray that you will show them, God, that they are valuable to you. And because of this, may we go about life with a renewed mission, a sense of mission, God, going around saying, Lord, what is your kingdom doing here today? Let me find the righteousness, peace, and joy of God. And let us bring that kingdom to people around us. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. Increase our faith, Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Some application for us. Some of you need to go back to reading God's word and filling yourself with God's word. This is a great time for that. We can't say we don't have time for that now. Some of us need to go back and, and, and even uh, look for people to be a, a, an encouragement to, a source of blessing to. We can give to us during this time. And as we do, we'll see that God will move for us and that will increase our faith even more. Faith, hope, and love. Let our faith increase with this. God bless you all. Thank you, Pastor Joe, for Thank that you. very encouraging preaching. Yes. I think it's something that we really need to hear. Highlights natin from the preaching. Ano sa'yo? <laughs> um, for me, well, Pastor Joe had three points. Um, renewed source, mm -hmm. renewed values, and renewed mission. <clears throat> Meaning, these are the three things that are renewed in us when we put our faith in God. And yes. I'm realizing that in order for me to continue to be um, connected to the source is I really need to read my Bible. Mm -hmm. So even during time of quarantine, well, there's no more excuse that we're busy or that we have mm -hmm. actors or we have so many things to do. But this is actually a time that we can maximize to really continue to dig into God's Word, to spend yeah. a longer time actually reading our Bibles. And yeah. as we continue to realize that God is our source, it, for me, it, it makes me realize that now, I can be a part of God's mission. Yeah. Um, when God meets That's our good. needs, it gives me, it, it helps me keep an eye out for other people's needs as mm -hmm. well. It empowers me to be a blessing to those around yeah. me. Siguro, um, doon rin sa mission, no? God, renewed mission, naisip ko lang, it's really this time that we need to, to go back to the Word and ask God, Lord, what's your mission? I need to know what uh, you're doing uh, today, this mm -hmm. season, in our nation, in our, in the world, so that I can know what to do. Kasi, hindi, inisip ko, I don't want to do things that are not from, from God. Alam mo yun, ayoko na galing lang sa akin, dahil lang kung tumulong or ano, pero, pero God has a mission and I need to know what that is. So it's really going back to, to the Word and mm -hmm. asking God, Lord, what are you doing? What's in your heart? What's in your mind? And uh, I want to know what to do. I want to know the, the reason behind uh, the things na gusto kong gawin. Isa, isa sa mga naisip kong mission is that uh, Jesus came to seek and save the lost. Diba? Uh, this the time as followers of Jesus to, to preach the gospel, to mm -hmm. preach the word. Kasi going back, it's the mission of God. It's to seek and save the lost. Uh, part also of that is uh, helping the poor, mm -hmm. helping uh, the frontliners. With the motivation to to uh, show them Jesus Christ, diba? So, ano yung mga practical ways 
na I can do to to help, to love people, to show, to serve. You just listened to a podcast from Every Nation Campus Katipunan. For more details, you can find us on Facebook.com, Twitter.com, and Instagram.com slash ENCampusKatip. Or just simply search in these websites, Every Nation Campus Katipunan. We hope to see you there. Take care and God bless.